Time to revisit the Lions kicking situation. We have news on that. And yes, noted Locked On Lions hater on Twitter and Lions fan Joseph Yeet is coming on the show. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's good, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on a Thursday, May 4th. Happy birthday to my son, Jace, into a Friday, May the 5th. Hope everybody is doing well, getting ready for a weekend. Hopefully we got a little warm-up coming up here, but plenty to talk about right here on Locked On Lions. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page where we post the podcast every day. And thank you for watching and subscribing on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, we do have some news. Michael Badgley is the only kicker on the Lions roster right now officially. But according to reports, the Lions have another kicker possibly coming in to push Badgley. We'll tell you about that momentarily on the program today. Also, uh, we, we turn to Twitter. Yes, at Lion Takes on Twitter. A guy by the name of Joseph Yeet, who went off on me a couple of weeks ago. Said the show is mediocre. Ripped the podcast. I said, come on the show. Let's talk, let's talk about it. And Joseph came on, and we're going to play you that interview. We'll see how this goes. Coming up on the show as well right here on Locked On Lions. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And shout out to the everydayers that are out there. And check us out, uh, whether you're listening, whether you're watching. We appreciate that. Lions, Lions talk is just the king. It really is. This organization has come such a long way. Fans are excited. You'll see Joseph in a second talk about it. But there's a buzz about this team. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were back into town. And I know some of the folks, and I got I got a uh, rip on my boy Jeff Rieger. I'm a Jeff Rieger fan. I'm a friend of Jeff's from the ticket. But, man, the Detroit media just eating up. Oh, yeah, just no crumbs. This Verlander-Scherzer return this week is, like, just, just infatuated on my timeline with Verlander and Scherzer. Weren't those guys here like 10 years ago? A couple dusting off some antiques down at Comerica Park. My gosh. So can we get back to talking about the Lions? Please. Thank you. Uh, and we will do that coming up. Also, I saw something today as I was doing research on kickers that I have got to share with the fans. And this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, first and foremost, I mentioned before about place kicking. As you know, Brad Holmes, and look, Brad Holmes has done a nice job. Brad Holmes is a good GM. All right, there's no arguing what he has done. The villain, what he has done the first two years to take a team, you know, inheriting the mess that was the Maestro and Matt Patricia, Quinn and Patricia, Quinn Tricia, and taking a three win team, turning it into a nine win team, and really bringing in talent, setting the culture, Dan Campbell, all these things. Brad Holmes has done a good job. One thing Brad Holmes has not been that good at is identifying the kicking situation. In fact, he's been bad at it. All right, let's let's just be honest. In 2021, Brad Holmes' first year, he brought in Randy Bullock, the kicker for the Bengals. He's now with the Titans. Matthew Wright, who had been with the Steelers, to compete for the kicking job. Then Bullock and Wright both sucked so bad in training camp and in the preseason 
that uh, he went out and got Austin Seibert from the Bengals, um, who was getting cut by Cincinnati. So Seibert started the year. So that's three kickers before the season even started two years ago. Then Seibert got hurt. We all remember the Ryan Santoso experience in Pittsburgh. That was horrible. Then Aldrich Rosas kicked for one game the next week in Cleveland after the Pittsburgh game, or maybe it was Rosas, then Santoso, but regardless, whatever. Then Riley Patterson, the rookie, kicked the rest of the season. Then last year, Patterson and Seibert went at it in training camp. Seibert won the job. He was an unmitigated disaster, then got hurt. Uh, they tried Dominic Eberly. Do you remember the Dom Eberly game at Ford Field where he missed everything? Then they finally brought in the money badger, Michael Badgley. So Bullock, Wright, Seibert, Santoso, Rosas, Patterson, Eberly, Badgley. Nine kickers. Nine. Okay. Um, wait, I think I did that right. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, eight kickers, but Seibert twice. Okay, there you go. Now they're settling on Michael Badgley, the money badger, at least for now, to start the season. But he will have some competition. According to Aaron Wilson, NFL reporter, XFL, yeah, I said it, XFL kicker from the San Antonio Brahmas, like the Rock Brahma Bull, John Parker Romo, is coming to town to try out for the Lions. John Parker Romo started his college career at Central Arkansas, then went to Tulsa, and then spent three years, 19, 20, and 21, at Virginia Tech. He kicked for five seasons in college. John Parker Romo was in training camp last year with the Saints, didn't make the team. He's now in the XFL. I don't even know. Is the XFL still going on right now? I know the USFL season's going on with the Michigan Panthers. Um, Michigan Panthers have the best radio engineers, by the way, in the uh, USFL. Um, but um, I don't know if the XFL's still going on. But John Parker Romo, I did not look to see if he's related to Tony, uh, will be competing with Michael Badgley. So that's kind of where the Lions kicking situation is. Um, he went 17 of 19 on field goals, which is pretty good in the XFL. It's pretty good anywhere with a career long of 57 yards. He has never kicked in the national football league, but I'm all for giving Michael Badgley some competition. Heck, there were some people I saw Lion fans on social media upset that the Lions lost out on Jake Money Moody, the greatest kicker to ever lace up. Uh, the cleats down in Ann Arbor. He was really good. Let's be honest. I, I know I'm making fun of Michigan fans, but yes, Jake Moody was really good. Like awesome good at Michigan and went in the third round to the 49ers. The kid whose name escapes me from Maryland, and I saw him kick in person at Indiana this year. He's very good. He got taken like in the fifth round, but the Lions did not draft a kicker. And a few got drafted and some got signed. Um, it's never really been a big priority of Brad Holmes's, has it? <laughs> he hasn't drafted a kicker in three in three drafts. He's brought in some UDFAs like Riley Patterson. He's tried some trusted veterans like Rosas and Santoso. But Michael Badgley was fine last year. He did a good job. 
All right. He had like one bad game, if I can recall. But otherwise, he was pretty darn good. And he's better than Seibert. The Seibert missed field goals in Minnesota. And then the subsequent injury after that was not handled well. But let's see what uh, JPR, John Parker Romo, can do from the XFL uh, and see where this goes uh, during training camp. Um, But yes, the Lions didn't get Jake Moody and everybody needs to calm down. People are like, oh, the Lions need to draft Jake Moody like in the third round. I I think drafting kickers in the third round is ridiculous. Now, Robbie Gold is available. 49ers and Gold have parted ways. Robbie Gold doesn't miss. The problem with Robbie Gold is the distance is not his thing anymore. He used to bang through 55 yarders. He really can't do that anymore. He's up there in age. But if I were the Lions, why not give Robbie Gold a shot? He's excellent. He's great in Chicago. He's kicked in bad weather before. Sign me up. I'm all for it. Um, All right. I want to talk about something I saw in my research about Lions cornerbacks. I'm going to do that coming up next. We're also going to talk to Joseph Yeet in a minute. Um, Lions fan of the stars on Twitter. We're going to do that coming up next. Uh, But first, we got to tell you about Built Bar, greatest protein bars ever. They taste great. They're good for you. And I really eat one or two of these a day. I absolutely love them. Uh, Built Bars are so good. And the great thing about Built Bars is they're only 130 calories. Um, How many grams of sugar here? See, I forgot the wrong thing. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. That is it. My favorite Built Bar is the cookies and cream. I just think it's the best. I think it tastes really, really good. You can get the peanut butter brownie. Try the Built Puffs, the marshmallow puffs. Awesome snack. I got some snickerdoodle ones upstairs. They are phenomenal. Built Bars covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Good for you. Only 130 calories. You got to try them. Go to Built.com right now. Put in Lock15 for the promo code. You're going to get 15% off your order. Or you can pick up a box at Walmart today or even at Sam's Club. Or, again, just go to Built.com. All right, at Lion Takes on Twitter, Joseph Yeet. Wait till you meet Joseph. This is going to be fun. I can't wait to meet him. Uh, It's coming up in a second. First, so I'm looking up the kicking situation and the Lions pass kickers just so I could refresh it and have prep for the show today. I'm like, oh, yeah, Randy Bullock, Matthew Wright, 2021. I looked at the Lions training camp roster in 2021. Do you know who the Lions cornerbacks were? Going into training camp in 2021, listen to this. Jeff Okuda, Amani Oruwarie, Mike Ford, Corn Elder, Ify Malafonwu, Jerry Jacobs, Alex Brown, and A.J. Parker. Wow. Now they got Cam Sutton, they got Emmanuel Mosley, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Will Harris, Jacobs, Chase Lucas. Um, like, <laughs> it's a totally different ball game here. Totally different ball game here. Like, amazing. Just transformation of cornerbacks from Okuda, Oruwarie, oh, Quentin Dunbar also. Okuda, Oruwarie, Dunbar, Ford, Melifonwu, Elder, Jacobs, Brown, and Parker. 
Now the Lions have Savion Smith. They got the kid from Bama that they drafted in the second round that could play corner and safety. I mean, what a difference two years makes in that cornerback room. It's amazing. <laughs> Melifonwu is now a safety. Jacobs is the only holdover. A.J. Parker's gone. Mike Ford is gone. Elder's gone. Brown's gone. Dunbar's gone. Okuda's gone. And Oruari is gone. No wonder they won three games that year. That's your cornerback room? Wow. That's amazing. I had to research that when I was looking for the kickers and I saw the cornerbacks and I went, oh my gosh. And Mike Ford wasn't bad. I don't even, did Quentin Dunbar even ever play? Didn't he like retire? I don't even remember. A.J. Parker wasn't horrible in the slot. You couldn't put him on the outside. It was like purely impossible. All right, this ought to be a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Next, he said the show was mediocre, um, among other things, on Twitter. And I said, hey, why don't you come on? Let's talk. Because that's what I do. I'm a nice guy. Joseph Yeet, coming up next. All right, everybody, this should be fun. We're bringing on a fan, somebody that has watched and listened to the show. Always the most fun. It's Joseph Yeet at Lion Takes on Twitter, and he's with us today. What's up, Joe? Ah, it's going great. How about you? I'm doing all right. Welcome to uh, Locked on Lions, my man. Yeah, it's an honor for you to have me. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start with you. I... Uh, well, give the audience a little bit of the background of the team, and you're very passionate. And that's kind of what you know makes shows like mine is that you got to have a following, and you got to you got to have fans like yourself paying attention, right? Oh yeah. So I'm a diehard Lions fan ever since a kid, having to sit through the awful, awful, awful football that is Detroit Lions since I was born in 2001. So I started watching around 2000. Seven, and then right around came the 0 and 16 season. So I w I've been through plenty of bad football that has been the Detroit Lions, and that's all I've known. And uh, which is kind of what led to our interaction is seeing the Detroit media talking about <coughs> talking about the Lions in a different light. So when they finally get good, uh, I now I kind of can talk a little bit and can uh, be excited about the Lions. So that's kind of what caused the response is because the, the media always trashes Detroit, not necessarily you, just the big media in general. They always crap on Detroit, us small market teams, because that's what they like to do because they just like to pick on us. Well, right. now that the times, the tides have changed and the Lions are going to be on top Super Bowl contenders this year, it's going to be a whole new light and a whole new world for the Lions. Um, the Detroit, so – your, who's your beef with? Is your beef more with the national media, or do you think the Detroit media picks on the Lions uh, too much too? I'd say it's it's both are equal. The obviously the big media jabronis will hate on Detroit a lot more than local media because mm -hmm. that is Detroit and that is their fan base. But I would say there's plenty of times, like for example, uh, one that comes most frequent to mind was in October after the Miami game. 
-hmm. there was an episode of Lockdown Lions where it kind of seemed like you were calling for Campbell's job after they put out a stinker of a second half where they scored zero points and let the uh, Dolphins come back and beat the Lions. And you brought up his record. And to me, I think it's unfair to judge a guy in his second year who obviously proved he can turn around now, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yes. But I still think, like, uh, for someone like Dan Campbell, who proves he's a big energy guy and somebody who the Lions really needed to change the culture in Detroit because he wanted to change a culture from which is only losing. That's only Detroit's culture. That's all it's been, has been losing, losing, losing. Mock drafts, start of the season, mock drafts. That's been Detroit for the past 15 years. And finally, we get somebody who changes that. And uh, it seemed like a bunch of the media jumped on him after that one and six start, calling for his head because he came in promising a culture change and it didn't happen like that. Now, I, uh, I didn't like that. And I think that he just needed more time. And as it's shown, he did. He led us to a nine and eight season, went into Lambeau, kicked Green Bay's butts and kind of brought Detroit into a new light. I don't know if I called for his job. I think that I was, I had had enough. I was so, I was so upset. And as you know, it sounds like you listened and I appreciate that. Um, I was like, I'm going to quit the show, which was a bit, but like, it was fun. I've got to entertain every day. You know that Joe. So it's like, but I don't know if I necessarily called for his job, but he was off to a lousy start. And there were some decisions that were made that I think had to be called out, but no, I'm not usually the fire, the coach guy, but yes, I think there were some people that were like, this guy's a total joke. He'll never work. And he proved everybody wrong. I mean, that second half was pretty darn good. Yeah, and most people didn't realize he was going in with, like, I mean, we've seen what that defense did this year. Not very good. Kind of came in with the same defense from 2021. No improvements. And uh, it just seemed like people were getting giddy. And maybe weren't calling for his job. Uh, it just kind of seemed like it from my perspective, at least. All good. Well, tell me about how excited you are now and, and, and how much of free agency in the draft do you think is going to, you know, kind of catapult this team to to winning the division. You think they're going to win the division? Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Who do we have for competition? The Bears still have (laughs) Justin Fields as their quarterback, so they're not going anywhere. And then the Packers, I mean, what's Jordan Love supposed to be? The next Aaron Rodgers? They're they're not even ready to commit to the guy. They gave him a one-year extension to kind of get them out of that fifth-year option. And then the Vikings, come on. They got so lucky last season. They were frauds. You know, they got Justin Jefferson, who's probably the best receiver on planet Earth, but they still got Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And this Kevin O'Connell guy, I mean, let's be honest, he he holds the coffee for Sean McVay. That's what he did in L.A. Now, we brought in a bunch of help for our defense. We got Garner Johnson and then the draft itself, too. I was not a huge fan of the draft at first, but once I took a step back and realized what we did, we went and we got the players on our board, the top players on our board. That's who we went and got. And we helped bring in uh, talent that will fix some holes in this team. And Gibbs is going to be great. I mean, we saw what Jamal and Swift were doing last year. Swift kind of had to decline. But I expect Gibbs to take a great role behind Montgomery, and we'll see a lot of success. I think uh, I don't need to be like Jamison Williams here, but FanDuel has us at 750 <laughs> to win – the NFC. So I think we could win the NFC as a whole. And I mean, this is the bias in me, but the Lions could make a Super Bowl run. Oh my God. You're up in Minnesota. By the way, follow Joseph on Twitter at Lion Takes. Um, 
hopefully we build up some of your followers. Uh, we, we, I, I, I'm going to put that, I make that a, a, a definite uh, goal for of mine. But tell me about you're living in Minnesota. You told me before we hit record. So you're in enemy territory up there. I am in enemy territory. What are they so saying I, up there about our Leos? They they are saying that the Lions are frauds. They have it reversed. They're saying wow. that we're the frauds. They're saying we got a you know nine and eight is what we got, and they went thirteen and four, and they're saying. Uh, you know, they won the division and they went and they got a really good corner from the Cardinals and they're, they're looking on the up, but in reality, everything that they think they're improving on, they really didn't improve. They still have holes in the defense, yeah. uh, but they, they kind of laugh at us. They think that golf is what Kirk Cousins is to us. They make fun of golf and they say that golf isn't good. They say he can't lead a team to a, uh, a title, which he was in the Super Bowl with the Rams, not five years ago. So they they constantly like to harp on us, but I think that's just because they're coping a little bit. You called my podcast a joke and mediocre. Isn't this so much better? You and me talking Lions. You're coming back on the show. You're kicking ass, dude. Yeah, yeah, You're doing yeah. great. And, Isn't this better? This is much better. It's much better with me on, man. We we, we're doing a great conversation here. We're talking lines. This is what podcasts are meant to be. And Twitter is going to be Twitter, so you got to be loud. But had I not said your podcast was a joke, I wouldn't even be on here. Here's the thing. I'm I'm Arthur Derry's grandson. You don't even know who that is. I'm Bob Derry's son. Both of them are passed away. Like, this is how I rolled with it. I viewed it as, why would you and I go back and forth and insult each other? I don't know you. You don't really know me other than this character I play on the show. But, like, this mm-hmm. is so much better. I, I, I was like, come on, let's talk lions. You're, and you're great. Uh, you're, yeah, you're doing, you're, this is an A plus appearance, dude. Hey, that's great. This is all I wanted. Talk, I love it. Talk lions, meet, meet in the new light. I mean, this is definitely uh, de- it's like I'm talking to a new person here. <laughs> Tell me who you follow. Like who, who do you like in the media? Who does a good show? Take lockdown lions out of it, but who else do you, let's plug some other people who, who are good follows? Who who do you read and who do you listen to when it comes to Lions content? Ooh, uh, Honolulu Blues on Twitter. Great, yeah. great. Love them. They put out great content. Uh, I don't know if you follow NFC North News at all. They're they're pretty good. I like them. They okay. put out some good stuff. And then, uh, like, uh, Stephen A. Smith doesn't talk a lot about the Lions, but he likes to crap on the Packers, Bears, and Vikings, so I like him a lot. Uh, but other than that, I kind of just – Kind of just uh, go through Ill- or, or, ugh, go through articles and Sports Illustrated stuff, but and then just see what the fans are saying on Twitter. That's one of my favorite things is seeing what the Detroit fan base says. That's yeah. what I love to talk with. All right, final thing for Joseph Yeet, Lion Super Fan at Lion Takes on Twitter. What's the What's the goal? What, what is it? Super Bowl for you? What is the realistic goal for 2023? That if they reach that, you'd be happy for this. Now, Jumping from nine to eight to a Super Bowl, not realistic, especially uh, against a team like the Eagles, who I think will probably win the NFC again. But go out and win the division. Prove that you're a team that's meant to be up there with the contenders. Prove that you're not fake. Prove that you're not the same old Lions. Go out and prove to them what you think you are. Prove that you're the team that can go out and bite off your kneecaps, that can go out there and hit you hard, punch you in the face, take a punch to the face, and get back up. You know, that's 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 the lines I want to see. Just a hard, gritty team that plays and plays good. All right, Joe. It was great meeting you. I appreciate you coming on. 
uh, we're buddies now. See, this is this is phenomenal. I will bring you back. I want to do a fan roundtable at some point before the season, and you'll be on that for sure. So thanks oh, for coming on. Great. Hey, thanks for having me, Derry. This was a blast. There he was. Joseph Yeet at Lion Takes on Twitter on a Thursday edition of Locked On Lions.